everybody, this is Don Newman, and this is Living a Life Worth Remembering. Uh, this is the show that is dedicated to helping you and I live a life that would continue to live on even after our own lifetime has ended. Uh, it's all about leaving a legacy. It's all about making a mark uh, so deep that it continues to influence others even past our own lifetime. And I, I got to tell you, I'm so excited about today and about my guest today and about the time that we're going to have together talking about this subject today. You know, the, uh, the title for this episode is Tough Times Don't Last, But Resilient People Do. Now, I know you're used to hearing it, tough people do. I grew up hearing that. But we're going to talk about resilience today. And I want, to, I want to just start out by saying there's some of you that there's been something in your life that whether it be, it could be your career, it could be your marriage, it could be uh, just a point in your life where you look and you're like, man, I had it together, but I lost it. And I want to encourage you to listen to this episode today. Uh, listen to the encouragement that's going to come because the key to really lasting and leaving a lasting legacy is learning to be resilient. And, you know, you look at that definition of what resilience is. You know, resilience is all about bouncing back. It's all about overcoming obstacles and, and, and things that, that come against us. And all of us, every one of us face those things. We may have lost, a, some of you may have just lost a job. How are you going to get back in the game? How are you going to get back up and get in the game? You're going to be resilient. And so one of the things that as I was looking so forward to my guest today, I started thinking about Stretch Armstrong. Now I'm dating myself, but there's a lot of you that uh, you remember Stretch Armstrong. He's just this big muscle guy with blonde hair. And you could pull him this way and you could pull him this way. And you could, I mean, you try to tear him apart and he'd be all stretched out. But all of a sudden he'd pull back right where he was. That's resilience. And so today we're going to talk about resilience. So my uh, guest today, I'm so excited uh, to talk to him. We've been friends for about three years now, uh, is Kenny Shaw. Many of you guys, if you're FSU fans like I am, you're going to remember Kenny Shaw. You're going to know uh, that uh, name, uh, Kenny Shaw, a great member of Florida State football and uh, you know, wide receiver, actually came out of where I live in Central Florida, Dr. Phillips High School. He was actually uh, like the number 14 wide receiver in the nation and uh, part of Jimbo Fisher's first recruiting class. And as he came to FSU, he was part of two ACC championships and obviously that very famous uh, remembered uh, 2013 national championship. Uh, when they defeated the Auburn Tigers. And so just an amazing career he's had. That career led into uh, the National Football League, but he continued uh, to be resilient as he overcame obstacles, ended up in the Canadian Football League. And today he's doing some amazing things. So uh, I just want to share uh, just a, a couple of clips and a couple of pictures just to, to showcase what Kenny's doing now. So take a look at this. Kenny Shaw here, professional football player. On his feet. And it is caught! Coach. You gotta tell me your secret. How you so great? I'm what? How you so great? Man, I'll be chilling, man. I'll just be chilling. That's the secret to greatness. That's the secret to greatness. Just chill. If you don't remember anything I tell you, just remember that. Mentor. You don't have to do this. You know what I mean? Don't have to speed through it. Whatever God want me to be. 
Um, going into my first year coaching. You got that? A flirt in the back. Come on. And I said, why not throw my first annual camp right after the season? Let's go, man, child. And I, I, I just feel like I, I want to give my knowledge. Start start. There you go. And what all I learned over my, the course of my football tenure and give back to the youth because that's, that's how oh. you, get, you keep this world going. Good, good adjustment. I also wanted to let the uh, community know that I, I never left. I just went on a life journey and I'm here now. And I hope that you guys still support me and will attend my first annual camp here at Dr. Phillips. As you guys get a chance to actually, uh, you know, uh, look at Kenny and follow Kenny, I'm going to share some things at the end of this broadcast. Uh, you, you're going to read some things that he that that is going on in his life and things that he's doing now. That, uh, as you saw in some of those clips, I'm very excited to have him today. Uh, Kenny, welcome to Living a Life Worth Remembering. Thank you for having me, man. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about having you for a while, just to kind of share how we met, and you know, and this is uh, kind of a really cool thing. I mean, I grew up an FSU fan, grew up in Tallahassee. And, uh, you know, I, in fact, I've got a football. You can see it behind me over here. I got that signed by Jimbo, Mickey Andrews, Peter Bolaware, Terrell Buckley. I was at a barbecue right before the Oklahoma game in 2011 and uh, went to that game, got that ball signed. I'm going to have to pump it back up and get you to sign it as well. But uh, I've, I've been a fan for a while. But, you know, uh, we met – uh, actually at a spring tour that was happening. Uh, you know, every year the coaching staff gets out and do a spring tour, the booster tour, and I went with my son to go to the booster tour, and uh, Kenny was there. And uh, I went up and just uh, introduced myself, took a picture with Kenny, and just talked about the memories of those games and, and got to know him for a few minutes. But I shared with him that I just written a book called Respond Up, and I'd love to send him a copy. And, man, I give copies of that book away. I mean, I've sold, I don't know how many, but I just, if somebody is going through something, or I just want to encourage somebody, or I just want to give it, I give books away. So I reached out, Kenny told me where to send it, and I sent it to him. And honestly, not because any, any, any remark on Kenny, a lot of times I send books to people I never hear from them. But uh, Kenny reached back out to me and said, man, let me tell you what I'm going through right now. And your book really, really encouraged me. And, and, and from there, we've just continued to text each other. And uh, I felt like God really told me to be a prayer partner for Kenny. And just whether he knows it or not, as I know what's going on in his life, to, to pray for him and reach out to him. And so I count him not only as just a a friend, but a spiritual connection as well. And so uh, that's where that's where we met at. Do you remember that, Kenny? Oh, man. Uh, Harry Buffalo. And, you know, I, I remember for a handful of reasons. Um, one of the big reasons is uh, that book sprung me into reading a book at least once a month at that afterwards like I, I didn't read a book I didn't pick one up for a long time and I just remember uh you know you always you get approached by fans a lot you get approached by different type of vibes and you know um I, I've always been one to um I respect everyone who comes to me because you know 
that's how I was raised. And, you know, everybody a person at the end of the day. But, you know, you 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 came on a type of vibe where it was like it was try, you were trying to help my mental out more so than talk about football all day, which I respected. And, I, and that kind of made me pick that small book up and take it in for what it was. And like I said, like that, that sprung me into um, – jotting down stuff i made it got a personal journal i don't write in it every day but you know when oh. i have some 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 thoughts I, I i jotted down my journal and that's that's why i hit you up about a book because it's like you know i got some stuff up my sleeves but you know it, it you, you never know who you're gonna meet and what it's gonna do to you and i've learned in my life and over over this time where like you know i don't I don't dive into all the color and, and backgrounds because, like you said, we all come from somewhere. We all gonna sin. We all is that's just the name of the game. We just gotta we just gotta adjust to whatever it is. And you know, I adjusted to you becoming my friend and me opening it up because, truth be told, I I don't I don't open up what I open up because that's what comes with the game. You, you you're around a lot of people, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's well that, that I remember it. And, uh, obviously, you know, uh, I've been on the receiving end of this and to, you know, and and I'm, I'm glad and, and, you know, to, to each of you that have been thinking about writing a book or doing something, get out there and let your light shine. Okay. Cause you never know who you're going to influence. You know, my goal, uh, wasn't to, you know, to, to try to, you know, to build a relationship with Kenny. I mean, obviously, you know, it was, man, I, I want to encourage you and give you my book, man, loved you when you played. And I mean, you know, just wanted to be a blessing. I mean, just be a blessing, but you never know. You never know where anybody's at. You never know. So on the flip side, I've been greatly encouraged by this conversation that you and I have had uh, because you know, while I've been, you know, a friend and praying with you and all these different things, you know, you've encouraged me and you've inspired me because I'm, I've seen the resiliency, I've seen the drive, and I've seen the things that you're, you know, everybody wants to get something done in a very short time, but really and truly, you know, I grew up, there was a saying, it takes 20 plus years to make a man of God, that it yeah. takes time, it, it's a journey and it's a process. So you need good people around you in that journey, and uh, you've been that for me. So I'm 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 just excited today. First question I want to ask you though, I, I know I've got some FSU fans that are going to be part of this that are watching, and you know as soon mm-hmm. as I, you know, talk about you being on here, they're going to want to watch this. But you know I'm a huge FSU fan and uh, grew up, you know, playing high school ball there. I actually coached high school ball a little bit at Leon High School for a little bit, and so okay. I've been around you know, athletes and, you know, everything like that. And I've got a bunch of great, you know, memories about FSU. But, you know, what what are what are some of your great highlights or memories or something you'd want to share about your time at FSU? Oh, man, besides actually hanging with my boys after each day, after a long day of work, that it's, it's memories that, you know, when, when I get this question asked, it's almost like uh, – Don, what's your favorite candy? It's like so many of them that it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We had some great memories. It's some memories that don't even have to partake to any type of sports re- relation. 
but you know, but that's what makes college college. Like I tell kids now who train with me, um, I tell them simply like, you know, just be nice to people because you never know what in the, in the coming of years, what that person is going to be to you. And uh, I'm coming off. Yeah. I'm coming off my first annual camp and, back in April and just getting back with the guys. I haven't seen some of them in, since 2013 BCS game. And it was just like, man, we talking about so many memories that I forgot, but they brought me back on track with it. I'm like, dang, I do remember that. And it's, it's so many, Don, that it's – but um, for the fans, because I know they like to hear football relation terms, um, some great memories was, you know, just – I will say that spring of 2013, nobody really believed in us. Nobody kind of – nobody kind of knew we was going to spiral into what we did. And um, I just uh, – a good memory was uh, us getting together – beforehand was like we offer orange bowl so we had a little bit of juice um we had a team meeting and seniors and everybody we were just kind of basically saying like man we one step away from the bcs game are we gonna actually do this thing or are we gonna keep getting these nice bowl wins but not the big shot and we also knew that we had a freshman we had guys who young who's gonna be younger than the seniors and in the um in the building and we knew we was gonna have to pick each other up regardless, no matter of age. And that's kinda what Jimbo always kinda told us, like it's no age to when you're gonna play. Mm. And we just we just had the juice already, but nobody knew. And that's that's kinda what I um I've always been that type of guy. Like, you know, I I, I know um shoot, Jesus Christ had people didn't like him. So I, I know me I know me more so as a man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be perfect in the eyes of others. So, but if I have my self confidence, if I believe in myself, then hey, the sky's the limit. And that's kind of what that team had. Like we knew we. You always gonna have haters. You always gonna have the critics. You know the the media people. But once you're rolling, you see how the, the, the tables turn. And that was a great memory that. That spring 2013, we was – Wow. I, I, I believe we was going to do it before That's we awesome. did it. Well, no, you did do it. and Yeah, and that was my last – that was my last post because we had the ban of social media. And I told the media after my last post, it was a picture of me. I had a pink arm sleeve because of breast cancer. And I told them, I said, hey, basically I'm getting off social media, but I see you after the season with my ring, and we actually got it. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's, you know, to, to talk about the fact that, you know, it's one thing to say, well, I need everybody to believe in me before I can do this, okay, mm-hmm. versus, no, I'm not ever going to get everybody to believe in me. I'm not. I've got to believe in me. The, the, mm-hmm. It begins here, and the fact that, you know, all of you did that, and made the decision, man, we're going to believe despite, you know, just to, you know, I want to move on to some other stuff, but I I have to hit this. Two of my favorite, two of my favorite memories, you know, being a fan was uh, I was at my parents' house sitting there watching the Clemson game and uh, you know, and them kind of showing you guys before the locker room and coming up and 
and man, listen, I, I was just, I was throwing pillows around my parents' house. And then obviously the national championship game, uh, mm-hmm. listen, listen, you, cause we live in the same area. We went to ale house to meet up with some friends, man, yeah. I was dancing and hugging people. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, That's how it is sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. Well, you had a great career at Florida state, you know, you're beloved there. I'll tell you something. Um, you're, you're an incredible route runner. Um, I mean, you know, I, you know, I don't know how anybody could cover you watching some of the routes and some of the things that you do and the, and the knowledge to be able to get into open field, all that stuff you display. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I know you left FSU, you entered the professional football league and, you know, I think you went from Cleveland, you went uh, through a couple of teams, but you ended up in Canadian mm-hmm. league. Just talk about that journey just a little bit. Uh, the journey was, um, you know, that was the first time in my life that it was, it was like, um, this is, you know, pro sports is um, a thing where mentally it can get you if you allow it to. Definitely, like you say, the bouncing, like, you know, you have the talent, like you say, you believe in yourself at that point. And, but it, it's things that um, go on that, you know, you, you got to realize too as a, pro player like it's things outside of your outside of what you're doing that's at stake like you don't know sometimes and you just got to take it for what it is because um I've gotten to a point now and it's I'm glad I'm to the point now because it's already written whatever happens is already written um at the time all that was happening um it was it was confusing it was um I was actually starting to see who was really you know, for me and who was uh, a great uh, person to lean on when I'm down. Because I, I, I remember that first time being cut. It was um, it was a short flight, but it felt so long. Mm. More so because I felt like I had to explain myself. I felt like I had to make up something for what it was. I felt like it was so much stuff that I, I couldn't control. And um, – you know, it's frustrating, but, you know, some as I've seen in my walk of life, and that's how I know, you know, whether, whether, if anybody believes in God or not, I, I just know that, you know, God sometimes – I don't know how to do it sometimes, Don. I'd be like – I'd be in the darkest of, of a hole, but, you know, I get out of it with some type of push, some type of faith. I guess it's he, – he, he tell me that, you know, he, he, he always got me, and – you know, some of them times uh, I ended with the Oakland Raiders practice squad, and then they get a whole new coaching staff. So I'm like, dang, like I just got – I did a couple months on practice squads, a good feeling, you know, and um, a whole new coaching staff. So I got to adjust again to a, a league that I don't have no recollection of, you know. So go from 2015, I played no games. I practice squad the whole year. But I learned from it. You know, I, I – it was it was new and with new things, new things come with uncomfort that I, I realized. And mm-hmm. after the year ended, the coach was like, "Hey, you work on your craft. You lock in. You do good up here." Mm-hmm. So literally, I went from zero games in 2015, 2016, 77 catches, thousand plus yards, and it was contract year. And shoot. And man, it's so up and down. That's that's the lovely part about life, man. It's it's almost like 
It's beautifully imperfect. And um thousand yard year, so I get my contract and I go to a new team. First first game, I fracture my foot. Wow. Out of in the warm-ups. Huh. So I, I come back from that, get a Did surgery. Did you know you fractured it when it happened? Oh, no, I didn't. I, it just felt really bad, and I couldn't plant. And I get my x-rays after the game, and I fractured like a lens frank. If some had to get a pen in it, and that took like took like two months. Come back from my second month, rehabbing, rehabbing, and um, – I get back and I have a, a good, decent first game. So the first game back from my injury, uh, that's when I got the tore everything in my knee in 2017. And that was the real game changer of my life, I will say. That was like the time where, like you say, like I had to kind of regroup. I had to see who I'm surrounding myself with because every all that is – the mental is – I tell the athletes now who I train, like mental, before you get on this field, you the mental ain't right, you won't perform. And I was out of it. Um, especially doctor was like, oh, this is two years before you'll be able to run again. Um, just crazy stuff. And long story short, um, kind of fought past it. Um, my, I had a great trainer, Alex. He got me – he shaved that time down in the year. And – Wow. That's when I kind of met you. We got the book, and it was on and popping. You know, now you know I'm. I still worry at, at times, but it's not as much as during those eras. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. No, and you know, and one of the things I was, you know, I started the show off by talking about resilience, and one of the things mm -hmm. that I really want people to hear in this, you know, when I think about resilience, you know. That, you know, you've probably got things that we ain't even talked about, I don't know, and obviously can share that you've gone through. But, you know, how many people, because I, I, I know people. I mean, I know it's hard to make it in pro sports. Many people, it's only a few years. But, you know, it comes back from, I mean, an ACL tear and, I mean, three of them being torn. Yeah. You know, and here it is. You're back in the game. But but the, the great thing is, is even if the game changed, you're still pursuing. You're still going for it. And so when I think about yes. – Yeah, when I think about two moments that stick out to me that I say, man, this guy came back. The first one – and I was there in the stadium, man. I was, uh, I was at the other end. One of the loudest games I've ever been to was that Oklahoma game in 2011 because mm -hmm. I was just – I mean, I was just totally, totally, man, we're going we gonna to beat Oklahoma. This is too much – vibe in the stadium yep. or excitement yep. and uh i mean i mean I, I i'm sure there were other people but uh tracy and i were sitting at the other side of the stadium all our kids were there we were at different places because we had to get tickets figure out how to mm -hmm. get in there but uh man when you went over man it was just like you scored that touchdown but then we started to realize what happened and then you ain't you're not moving man mm -hmm. all of a sudden i just remember the sinking feeling and you know, them putting you on the cart and you probably don't remember any of that. But then obviously what you just shared about when you were with Ottawa and, you know, you messed your knee up. I mean, those are two times that you uh, bounced back. And, and you know something, nobody would condemn anybody if they didn't bounce back from that. That's pretty difficult, you know, yeah, yeah. but you did bounce back. 
and you showed what I want to not only put in my own life, but I want to encourage others. It's almost like, man, if I can, number one, if I can give Jesus Christ away to everybody, that's number one. Number two, I want to give away the way to hear God's voice, teach people how to hear God's voice. And the last thing is help people not quit to get back in the game that we get knocked down, you get fired, you get, you know, these things. But those are two things that stick out to me. And what would you say, and just share your heart on this. I mean, you know, we're yeah, yeah. kind of going with what, what we're talking about, but what, what's the key, you know, to, res, re, you know, resiliency, you know, maybe you didn't know it before, you know, God helped you walk, walk you through it. But if you look back or you look forward, what are some things that you can share that would encourage somebody on how to be resilient? Well, looking back at it and answering from this perspective I'm in now, I've always been one of those, how can I say this? Um, I was, it, It's more than me just on this earth. Like I always kind of knew like, yeah, my last name's Shaw, but it's, a, it, it's more than just me. Like, you know, you got the little kids, you got um, family back home, you got, you got a couple people depending on you and a couple people who actually, you know, support you and support you and they don't ask for anything at all. And I just, I just always, um, I was kind of raised with, um, you're going, you're going to get knocked down a few times, but what's going to, it's, it's not, it's never going to work itself out if you just quit. Mm. And it's good. You can you can always tie you can always tie things to um uh to your why like why are you doing it mm. and I've always been as you the media will say you know undersized not fast enough whatever the case may be and that kind of you know things like that I I, I always like to play with a chip on my shoulder and just to, just to kind of show the analytics the whoever is coming up with this stuff that um, you you never should really judge somebody before you get to know them. Yeah. Like you you saying this, and I'm a nice, well-tempered guy, but, you know, people shift once, you know, like in football world, you shift, and it's like I play bigger than I look. So um, I, I just knew, um, like I said, with the Oklahoma hit, it was like, if I was well, I, which I was, I passed the test and everything, and I just shocked everyone because more so because of how up I was, like uppity. Like I was still like cracking jokes with it. Like it was no, the vibe was still the same. Hmm. And second of all, I, I just saw early in my Florida State career that, you know, these guys depended on me too. So let me get back to them. And I think that even though we lost in Clemson the next week, it would just, it would just show my teammates that you know what this kid gonna fight for us. So why can't I fight for him? And as the years progressed, that's what it was. Like it was, it was progression of closeness. It was a progression of uh, just love. Like everything progressed in a way that it was. It it helped me play more fearless. Fearless, and mm-hmm. you know, to anybody who down and out, you know. I, my mom used to always tell me, like, early in life, Don, like, you know, it can't rain forever. And I kind of said that to the newspapers, uh, the media, um, after my camp. 
because funny story, it's funny you keep saying resilience. I actually made my thing a LLC, you know, my Shaw's Raw Academy, but it's R.A.W, but it's resilient athletes worldwide. Wow. And, and <laughs> know that. yeah, yeah. So it's on and popping. It's great. Um, I don't know what else to say. You know, it's – Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. we got to talk some more outside. No, no, no. All this is all this is is a primer for later. You know, yeah. I know a lot of people gonna get get a lot out of it, but a lot of times this is this is kind of you know to enable you know that because I I know like I told you earlier when we were talking uh, kind of the before the show that you know the key that I felt in talking with you uh, wasn't just talking through FSU memories and stuff like that. We're gonna hit some of those, but you know, there's a resilience there. Listen, there, there are people out there that have given up completely. You know, I look right. at you, you're, you're turning 30 soon, I believe, you know. Next uh, year, yep. Yeah, next year. Well, man, and uh, July, you're looking to report back to camp if everything goes well in Canada with Edmonton, correct? Correct. Yeah, so, man, to to have gone through some of those things because, you know, I understand – those disappointments, you know, listening to you, I understand those disappointments can be tough and to keep trying and to keep plugging. I know one of the big, you know, I know there's probably going to be all kinds of keys that are going to be discovered as you kind of think through and bring those keys out. But I know talking with you and texting with you and communicating with you, one of the things I kind of read in through those texts, you know, obviously your relationship with God, that's huge key, but, one of the things you kind of threw in there was about reading, um, yeah. reading books. Talk about that a little bit, because I think that's a big, I think that's a really big key to somebody that wants yeah. to change their mindset. Yeah. Well, I, I, I joke to my girl all the time, Diane, and I say, you know, some people, they don't like when you just tell them what they need to fix all the time, like face to face, you know, Diane? Yeah. And, and, you know, I touched that. I touch on a lot of issues that I know God be wanting me to read when I do have whatever book it is for that month. Um, right now I'm reading a book titled hurt people, hurt people. And it, and, oh, it, wow. it, and it, yeah, and it, it, it's a title that makes you uncomfortable when you first get it. But like, like I said, new things are uncomfortable and you know, the book touches on so many things um, dating to, childhood trauma to forgiveness to which is very hard to do um reading books is very therapeutic for me it's it's almost like my little hobby now um it makes me um question myself when because i I know um even the closest around me it's hard to say that they're not going to judge but you know i i I do realize that the hardest person to be real with is yourself and yeah. you know, reading book, reading books make you die. Sometimes I close the book up how deep it gets sometimes, you know, like I got to take this in now, you know, let yeah. me put my book marker, let me put my book marker in and just sit on this one. But, um, you know, I, I tell the kid, um, like I say, cause I train them, but, and more than, more than, a lot of times they will tell you, you know, they're going to get work because, like you say, route running is important to me. But I'm also going to pick the, pick the head apart about life, about 
what's what's up what's coming up mm-hmm. what's what's this like i'm human and a lot of them i tell them you know like i don't regret a lot of things in life like if i i would do it all over again but reading is something i said i would just put that in just a little bit if i can like go in a time machine and just place it in like yeah i would definitely place reading in there yeah and it, and it and it's all about what it, what you like to read um like I said, it's very therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. You look at the top, you look at some of the top CEOs and top leaders and different people. I mean, and you will find many of them read a lot. And, uh, you know, the difference in the person you are today and the person you are tomorrow is the people you hang around with and the books you read and the decisions you make. But what influence those decisions? And so I think that's great. I think the book you just named, I'm very familiar with it. And uh, yeah, those are, those can be tough books to read, but you know, they, they, they really bring a change in your life. And so, um, so I want to get to your, um, you know, I want, before we wrap up, we could talk about a whole bunch of stuff and go way past time and, and I'd be great. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do part two. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, but I want you to share, you know, uh, about your camp you just did. You just shared about it because I, I just loved watching some of the clips you know, I, I loved watching you become a coach. And, you know, I say become a coach. I don't know exactly. You know, I just see you out coaching people. You know, some people want a position. They want a title. Yeah. I see mm-hmm. you out coaching people and mentoring people. And the thing that I like is some of the video is catching you talking to these kids and some of them little kids. Yeah. Talking to them. And, uh, about a skill that they, they want to become a great football player, but how much of that mixes in with life. So talk, talk right. about your camp that you did uh, April 17th. And obviously mm-hmm. we're going to have a link to, uh, you know, we shared a video, but we're going to have a link to all of your, uh, you know, your social media so people can follow. Cause I'm sure you're going to do that again, but, but just mm-hmm. share about that experience, what it meant to you and anything you want to say about it. Man, Don, I'm going to dive off to now as I'm regrouping from the camp, the camp was bigger than me. Uh, and I say that because afterwards it was, I had teammates saying, Oh, I'm going to go back to my city and get in the community more. I had grown men saying, Hey, this made me want to reach out to my father. You know, it it was more than just, it was more than just um, football a little bit. It was a reunion. It was kids seeing, like, man, like, because I told them at the end of the camp, I said, excuse my language, I said, you think if I was an asshole, all these people would be here? Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston, Timmy Jernigan, all these guys from all over the world, you think they would be here if I walked around and thought I was better as a human being than this person? Because, you know, this this generation now, they it's almost like a monkey see, monkey do society. They mm. feel like they have to be somebody else in order to please people, Yeah, which is not the case. Sometimes you just got to tap into who you are real outside of all that. And, you know, when I was setting up the camp, it was I was I was facing COVID. Not I wasn't I didn't actually have it, but I had I was facing like the the guidelines with the facility. It was a it was a I missed some sleep. 
pretty much, you know. So <laughs> I prepared that camp in two two months. Uh, didn't get the facility locked into the month before the camp. Uh, but as I was setting up, as I was getting closer, I said, you know what? Um, God has a way of kind of letting me freestyle things. I, I've I've I like the word adjusting a lot because you know you get hit with some left blows and. You don't know how you're going to come out of it sometimes, Don, and you just got to adjust. And, you know, with all this camp, the COVID regulations, everything, I just adjusted. And, you know, God handled it. The weather cleared up. Like, everything was going accordingly. And, you know, just to see everybody coming. Jameis flew from California and landed an hour before the camp. You know, it was just a lot of love. Like, it was um, my – my father showed up, who I haven't seen in a year or so. And like I said, I was reading a book prior to Hurt People, Hurt People on forgiveness, which is damn hard. It's damn hard. But it's, 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 a, it's a good relief once you, 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 you dive into it. Like, I feel good. Like, I, when he showed up to the camp, it was, it was almost like, man, like, I'm 30 years old, like you say. But it's like, man, like. That felt a little good, even though it, it's not 100% there. It just, you know, I understand I understand life a little bit more at my age that, you know, you went through something just like I'm going through something. Like, mm-hmm. just know that, you know, you ain't – I still love you. I still – I only got one father, Don. You know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah. And – but the camp was just – it was beautiful. And, you know, afterwards I, I, I took two days off social media – I took two days off of everything. My girl wouldn't even allow me to even hang out with my friends. She's like, no, this is my time. You've been running around all doing, dealing with the sponsors and everything. And I, I respect that. I said, you know what it is? You're right. But once I got back on uh, my media, I got a media guy. He handles everything. And he was like, dude, this thing is on every social media. It's on TMZ. It's on NFL Network. It's on – CBS Sports, it's on NBC, all this stuff that I, I didn't know. I was just I was just coming out of my first camp, my Charles Raw camp. That's awesome. And and afterwards I, I posted a thing, a newspaper clipping that I, I'm a um I'ma frame it. And it was just basically I kind of told him, you know, resilient athlete worldwide, basically like you bouncing back in tough times. And I focus on that R word more so because, you know, I if I if I wanted to go into a world trying to be perfect, I ain't gonna make it. And mm. uh, but I'm gonna bounce back. I'm a I'm a resilience. Like and people hate that. People yeah. don't like the it, as as sad as it is. People don't like to see you bounce back after hurt. People don't like to see you bounce back after anything being released. People don't like to see you. It could be outside of football, divorces, anything. People don't like it and. That's okay though, because as long as you have a outlook on life that's genuine, like it's, it just feel good. And you know, I'm on some things where I'm, I'm on some stuff outside of football. I'm working with it. We'll talk, but basically, this is the W kicks in with the worldwide because it's is is worldwide. Like I, I've been asked to do five raw camps afterwards in different states and you know honestly Don I told him I told him honestly I said hey I'm preparing for my season um and 
truthfully, too, like I can't get all them guys together again in July. You know what I mean? Like we yeah, all yeah. we in camp, like, but I appreciate you reaching out. So it it's it's on and going. Um I'm learning new things in this game. I'm LLCs and stuff like that. And it's actually I just got my EIN and all that. I'm learning new stuff, Don. Yeah. But I'm just trying to like like you say, like I'm just I told the campers at the end of the camp, like I'm just trying to leave something on this earth before when I go. Um, yeah, that's that's how I'm moving. Well, there's there's two things I know, and you know, uh, is that um, you're not done. It's like mm-hmm. you're just beginning. And the second thing is, is that you you leaving some stuff behind. Listen, when you said about the guy saying, you know, he showed up to help, or uh, you know, who it doesn't matter who it is man, I got to reconnect with my father, you know, look, that's huge. And, and to have that type of influence, uh, because again, you know, football is football, but you know, God is more than, than about football. And he finds these avenues to, to bring us in, to restore us and, you know, and to give us resiliency. And so, the fact that that's part of your camp name that just shows you you're going down the right road. And, and listen, we're just going to have to do it again because we're way out of time. But, uh, yeah. Kenny, let's do this real quick and we'll add these things. But where can people follow Kenny Shaw and keep up with what you're doing? Uh, KShaw81 on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and just Kenny Shaw. It's simple names, easy to find. And, uh, yeah. Shaw's Raw Academy. I, I like I said, our LLC did. Um, it's a movement now. Um, it's a bit of football. It's a bit of community work. It's a bit of camps. It's a bit of uh, training sessions. It's a. It's what it. And I'm I'm gonna reach out to you about this book. So no, no, we we're we going. So here's two things. Yeah, yeah. That, here's two things that we absolutely gonna do. Number one. We're gonna get together and we're gonna we're gonna get that book because them kids need to take a book home with them. Uh, Correct. You need to do that. I mean, the second thing we're gonna do is somehow or another we're gonna get to Tallahassee for an FSU game, and I'm gonna take you to Waterburger because I heard Waterburger. What? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody told me you ain't never been to Waterburger. I never, but I've always passed and I've always seen people in there. I'm like. It, it it didn't push me to go in there. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, I'll try we'll, it. If you, I'll try it if you take it. Okay, I'm gonna take you and and all of that. All right. but, hey, Kenny, thank you for being with us today. I so enjoyed it and just the beginning of things. No doubt. Appreciate uh, having me, Don. I will. Awesome. Hey guys, listen. Uh, share this. Please share this broadcast with other people, uh, other friends that. Uh, you think would enjoy this and you never know who's going through something that needs to hear from somebody who's gone through something and moved through it and is continuing to move on uh, as you heard Kenny Shaw today. Now you can follow me at Coach Don Newman. Uh, That is my YouTube channel and if you uh, sign up make sure that you select the notification button so that you can be notified when the next episode comes up. You can also follow me on iTunes at Living a Life Worth Remembering. But make sure that you share this with your friends. And as you follow Kenny, hey, keep him in prayer, but follow him because there's going to be some exciting things that you're going to see in the future. But uh, God bless each and every one of you. I pray that this message today encourages you and helps you to live a life worth remembering. God bless.